0: Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the PW offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com/slash comics.
1: And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also co-editor of PW Comics World, as well as graphic novels review editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor in chief of the Beat at
2: ComicsBeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons, I'm the podcast producer.
0: Uh, and don't forget, you can subscribe to More To Come on iTunes, and we're on social media at, at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld, at pwcomicsworld on Twitter. And this week on More To Come, women, men, comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's,
1: uh, short but sweet. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we've talked many times about uh, different gender issues here over over uh, the whole life of this podcast, but uh, today we decided we we're going to do a special episode, spotlighting um, the gender issues and women issues of, of comics and, and uh, I thought I would kick it off by reading this quote from Gail Simone which I have actually used many times at the beat um, Gail Simone of course the, probably the number one female comics creator in the superhero world right now
2: um, although Kelly Sue is hot on her heels uh, that's true that's true so soon there will be two where
1: once there was one um, <laughs> anyway but uh, last year Gail wrote on her blog uh, following the San Diego Comic Con uh, and I quote Do you know what is exhausting? Being at a convention, a busy convention, and having dozens, sometimes hundreds of women in my signing line, not there because they are being dragged there, but because they love comics, taking pictures with them, admiring their amazing cosplay, listening to their ideas and hopes and favorite stories, listening to their passion about the characters the medium in general, talking with endless female aspiring writers and so many ridiculously talented female colleagues, and then having to go to an interview or a panel and being asked, why don't women read comics? and and, says it all (laughs) and that says it all because that is the dichotomy that we have right now you know and as i travel this great nation of ours everywhere i look i see women everywhere i mean i wouldn't say they're necessarily 50 percent, but i think they're like four percent they're like you know three out two out of five People involved in comics seem to be women,
0: and certainly on the indie side. Yeah, I mean, but, there's just an, a never been more talented, but, enthusiastic, yeah, but, but you know, passionate when, women.
1: When you go to a, to to even you know, San Diego is almost oh, fifty yeah. fifty at this point. And, oh yeah, and yet despite this visible evidence of our very own eyes, we still hear all of these negative, negative ideas. So, and anyway. sometimes from really. People, you people would that not you admire in oh, the business that, that
0: really makes it sort of depressing.
1: It's okay. I mean, where do you, you, know, where, where do you uh, stand
2: on all that? <laughs> I, I, I stand on the side of, oh, my God, <laughs> this is still going on. In some
0: ways, we're, we're interested in getting maybe a generational, if we're not putting too no, much no pressure no, no, on no, you, I, I a get generational I mean, it, it,
2: it seems particularly strange to someone who got into comics the way I did. I did not get into comics through through men at all. I got into comics, uh, my first taste of it was, of course, you know, a, a spinner rack, those that are no more. But um, I really got addicted through another girl who had yeah. comics, and she said, oh, you want to borrow some? And I borrowed them, and they were great, and we talked about comics together. And then I got a little older, and I went online, and I talked to other girls online about comics. And we were like, yeah, we love comics. And then. I went to a comic book store and I was like, rock on, I'm going to go to a comic book store. I'm 14, I'm going to go to a comic (laughs) book store. And the guys all just kind of looked at me like, little 14 year old girl, what are you doing here? We don't understand. Wow. Like I I went through like three comic book shops in the vicinity of my childhood home and uh, you know, it took about three till I got to the one store that I felt comfortable in. And I could have easily gotten scared off at any point in that. And it would not have made me like comics any less, I probably still would have bought them from Barnes and Noble or whatever. But it might have stopped me from buying periodicals, and it might have scared me off from comics culture as a whole. I mean, it, it, you know, you just keep hearing men saying, you know, superhero comics aren't for women. Um, you should just go back to your indie ghetto. Uh, why are you even here? This isn't really for you, so therefore your complaints are invalid. And it just always seems so bizarre to me because I've always known you know been surrounded online by hundreds thousands of women who all like comics and all like superhero comics and they're saying we don't exist and i don't understand that i don't
1: i mean maybe this would be this isn't even a topic we have written down but uh it's probably too deep for all this but uh, you know men's deep-seated need to deny that women are doing things that men are
2: interested in is absolutely one of their deepest psychological quirks and and when you show up and you find you're there you're physically there And so they can't deny your actual physical presence. (laughs) They frequently come up with some really stupid excuse for why you doing exactly the same thing as they're doing doesn't count. Right. Well, you only like this comic because you like the movie, so you don't count. Never mind the fact that they probably got into comics because they liked a movie or a cartoon.
1: Oh, uh, hello, cartoons! Every single guy I talk to over thir- between the age of the thirty and forty is like, "How did you get into comics?" Because I watched the X Men TV show or the Batman cartoon. Yeah, and and that, that's how they say they got into these characters. Mm-hmm watching cartoons just yeah. like the girl oh yeah the it's God. totally valid <laughs> it's just that but, oh, if, then oh, but yeah. if a guy it does it it's valid if a guy does do it it's valid but yes, if you do, do it they come a, up with
0: a problem I mean, th- sometime acknowledging i, I mean I, I mean i do think there's a new generation of men out here where this isn't tri- isn't no, quite yeah, the same i mean of my generation it's really rampant um uh, I, I would hope it's a little bit better out there though well, i do see examples that it's not well, men i never need to deny the fact that uh, for whatever reasons, and even I don't quite understand it all the time, uh, the women can do things that they do and be interested in the same things that they do, and do things better or be more interested than they are. It it is a, a weird gender specific uh, denial
2: yeah. problem. No, I don't. Want, I want to be clear here. It's not all men. Yeah. It's just a very specific subset of men who like comics who are very loud on the internet. And I mean, also they wonder, well, if there are so many women who like comics, why are none of them ever in the comments on my site? And the answer is because you go in there and you try to talk about something that is of interest to you as a comic book fan. And if, say, you have uh, your own actual name, which has a gender to it, or, you know, some pseudonym that makes your gender clear, like you voice an opinion they don't like and your response is like, you're fat. (laughs) 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 i probably wouldn't have sex with you and it's like we were talking about x-men i don't even i'm gonna go to another site
0: yeah um and well that's a good point well as we were talking a little bit before life's too short i mean you're there to talk about the stuff you love not to defend yourself from like stupid comments
2: right and so it it does lead to I wouldn't say exactly gender-segregated, because there are plenty of places where women are very common, where men are also very common, but to whole sections of the comic internet being, I'm sure they don't see themselves this way, they don't intend to be this way, but they come off to myself and most women I know as very unfriendly places Uh to be. Right, absolutely. Like large chunks of, and so then, men who spend most of their time there, and who learn how one interacts in comics fandom there think that comics is a certain way and fandom is a certain way and there aren't any girls here so clearly there are no girls at all um yeah although it it's kind of funny i a lot of the places I hang out on the internet is pretty much almost entirely women. So much so that we joke like, there are no men on the internet. <laughs> 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 what men? <laughs> men don't use computers. Well,
1: well Kate, what do you think? I mean, what do you think are the areas that are more... I mean, is Tumblr... M- Tumblr
2: is very heavily female. Okay, comics, but comics, comics fandom, specifically, comics fandom on Tumblr is hugely female. Absolutely. I think because... Um, it probably got colonized by certain fan groups that are largely female which is to say a certain type of fan artist and then lots of women who might not have come from that female Mm -hmm. subculture anyway were on Tumblr and noticed lots of women there and were like hey I can hang out here I can do my comics thing here Mm -hmm. and you know you know you can post your wacky comic making fun of loki and no guy's gonna show up and be like an issue 46 contradicts that right you know right.
1: well that's interesting because tumblr was specifically set up without a commenting system you could only share things and i mean you can install one but, it, but, you know, def- by default, Tumblr does not have comments. Well, yeah, but it's you comment by
2: reblogging. Yeah,
1: but I'm just saying, it's also... The, the, the commenting system is set up to automatically imply uh, positivity as opposed to the previous internet...
0: Um, the usual Web 2.0 s- the thing. The Web 2.0, thing.
1: which was set up around mm-hmm. message boards and yeah. commenting, yeah. which is became exactly, uh, you know, like alpha alpha male fans, you uh, know...
2: Uh, although I will say that and, women are also very prominent in some sites that have a lot of commenting. But it's very, they're, they're more decentralized sites. It's less like someone is being trusted to own the site and be the mod. So, you know, you see a lot of women who either have their own blogs or um, still there's a large legacy group of women on, t- on LiveJournal and Dreamwith for all that supposedly they're right. dying. They're not dying. You know, you've got a lot of users but frequently the ones who have stayed are the women because they like the control they have from having your own link platforms where you are the person who puts the why should you
1: why should you give up something where you have your own platform and i i I mean i think that's when we were talking about doing this episode that's one of the things we talked about it does seem like every week there's a new outrage Mm -hmm. and i mean we've talked about these many many times over the course of the past year and uh, I, I, you know, as as a you know veteran of the foreign wars, you know, as a longtime veteran of comics gender wars, I mean, I can tell you these issues were always there, but but the platform to talk about them and to keep the talk going did not exist before social media. Uh, to be uh, well, brutally yeah, well, frankly, frankly on I, the
0: on the beat, uh, what's your? Go- the breakdown of your comment your commenters i mean well it's mostly male yeah. and that
1: really frustrates me yeah, yeah. and well, i mean mm-hmm. you know they but i and i find that women say they won't comment there because there will be a couple of well, alpha males yeah well i mean i will
2: say that as as i mean like i, I have commented that. on your yeah. blog yeah. yeah and you just it is frustrating even on yeah. your blog yeah. which is very very f- woman right. friendly and a lot of the bloggers on it are under women and you're a woman mm-hmm. and, and so on like i just do not have the patience to deal with like commenting on something and having two or three doofuses show up and be like, nuh you don't know anything about comics. Here's my really stupid reason. Now you have to rebut me or else I'm going to declare victory. Right. And it's just like, oh, for Pete's sakes.
1: Well, a lot of the commenters on the beat have come with me, unfortunately, since the olden days. and They're, you know, yeah. they're veteran readers. So, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, they I would... They th- have w- a
2: right to comment. Right. It's just that it makes it a... a more frustrating commenter culture to women right it's right, very right, hard yeah. to stop them behaving that way i know for you but it it does mean well, i think a lot of women few, actually um, i mean i have banned more and more
1: yes, of them because as they, is, is, as they co- go but on but and they we, don't
0: we you know. also seem to be touching on the kind of uh, and correct me if you think i'm wrong the elephant you know the elephant in the uh, chat room um the superhero genre
2: yeah well but the thing the is the
0: superhero Discussion. I mean, am I wrong? Or, and related, uh, the gaming comics related genre. Well,
1: I think we're talking, I think there's I, some real I,
0: doofuses around there. I think that. there
1: are, but you know, as I showed recently with, uh, with my breakdown of the Comics Journal and how it had covered yes. women in the past three um, years, which was like six pages out of 1600. Um, unfortunately, you know, that's kind of a legacy publication as well. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to
2: give indie comics a total pass.
0: Yeah, but good point. But good point.
2: I, I will say, I mean, we frequently hear, well, you know, there are fewer women in superhero comics. Um, but the thing is, what the, the feeding pool for superhero comics the writers and artists and creators used on it is usually indie comics right these men were all recruited out of the same pool that has lots and lots and lots of women in it many of whom would like to be recruited too mm-hmm. so therefore when men at comic companies argue that there just aren't that many people in su- or women who are in superhero comics and then they turn around and they recruit the latest male indie darling ignoring all the female indie right. darlings you're kind of like And then they're like, well, we just can't find any women. Mm. And I can understand, like, if you're only dragging from the pool of already established, um, best-selling superhero writers or artists, that that would be true. But when they keep refreshing the pool of superhero people from the pool of indie people, which has a vast percentage of women, but they don't take the women.
0: Once again, we seem to be flagging the superhero industry.
2: but, But, I mean, but the thing is that that's where a lot of... The exposure and money is, oh, and I there's mean. a lot of overlap. I'm not disagreeing with and, you. And and a lot of the people who are indie, and who will make the most indie comics in the world, if you ask them, they're like Spider-Man, all about Spider-Man. Yeah. No one's hiring yeah. me to write Spider-Man, so I'm writing my own thing.
0: But my uh, my point is this: is that they're taking the men, but they're not that's taking they're the well, women. Well,
2: you know what? I
1: think we really do have to have to look at this again in in the wider context. And um, because, uh, you know, to be honest, there are quite... I mean, we do have this kind of... I always talk about the five figures of comics. It seems like there's five different worlds of comics. There's the superhero world. There's the indie comics world. There's the bookstore world. There's the web comics world. And there's the manga world. Yes. And now, if we want to go down all five of those... But (laughs) but the the thing is
2: that... Actually, let's do that. Well, okay. Um, And they all have huge audiences. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, they do. And indeed, a, a vast... Percentage I think you'll of see the different creators, Different gender relations yes. in all of them. True, yes. um, but for example, like a lot of people go, "Oh well, you know, manga is more woman friendly. You should go there." But the thing is that if you are a woman from America or Western Europe, you almost entirely cannot break into that. There was a teeny window of time when there was some hope that there might be original English language manga, but that just does not seem to be a thing. Hmm. And so that is not a.
0: Are you talking w- about as, as an artist?
2: As, as an artist, as a, as a writer, yeah,
0: but but I'm, but, maybe, but but even yes.
2: even as a reader, like you may enjoy those, you may like them, but if you're looking for something that speaks to your own experience as someone who's not Japanese, you're like, okay, I love this Japanese comic, I want to read something else. American like that it's just it's not they're, yeah but I'm just saying but,
1: I, but I'm, but I'm but. yes but I, I'm not but I'm not talking about it as yeah. a as a ble- bleed over thing I'm talking about it as a discrete you know entity in its own which which you know manga has often been pointed to as the most the hugest audience for women because it, it has like you know more it has like uh, uh, that's always had separate genres for younger women, older women, shoujo. Um well, it, it's and
0: manga has had a cr- an incredible impact on yeah. American oh, yeah. comics, oh, definitely. on women reading American comics in in this country. Yeah, and it's, it's a great recruiting industry, pool and, for in people of both industry and in the bookstore market, manga and female readers re- really have more to do with the world that we see in American bookstores today than really any other genre. I mean, without a doubt, yeah, and, no question about and it. And if
2: you're leaving those people money on the table who have already been dragged in as teenagers to to enjoy graphic narratives and to get into it and and like basically the only things that they're finding that speak to them as adults now are web comics or something the comic industry has a problem there right.
1: yeah 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 uh, uh, well absolutely but again Kate I think when you say the comics industry I think you need to distinguish what we're yeah. talking but I about mean, okay? okay but because I mean I'm not
2: just talking superhero right. I'm talking the, the well, generally speaking, the large publishers. But, but okay, but you know what? Let me let
1: me go back to talking about it because I think again you have to look at these different five things. Cause okay, I, I think Ooh. we both agree. We all agree that manga is very. Very um, integrated, even yes. if sometimes the messages being sent aren't what we'd call empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But, but absolutely, if uh, women are Morgan critically
0: important. Absolutely
1: uh, accepted as creators, some of the greatest, the yes. richest, yep. the best, uh, the yes. most yep. acclaimed. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I would say in web comics is very much its own thing, but there's tons but women of women... Women-friendly, friendly, uh, from what I can women see, women friendly. extremely
0: women-friendly.
2: You I know. would say it's evenly gender balanced. I've, yeah. I've never noticed I, I any prejudice absolutely. one way or the other. And I, I mean, you agree.
1: could see a Noelle Stevenson going on to be a superstar just alongside, you know, anyone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's... Who there's, came from,
0: there's, from Tumblr. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in fact, in webcoms, I would say, you even find men creators that have some of the g- most extraordinary women characters. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and well, really, we're going to get around to that. But that's, we'll that's But, that's but we're just issue, talking about creators just, right now. But sure. I would, yes, I would say
2: that the... Aside from, you know, certain corners of it, that web comics culture as a whole is fairly egalitarian. It is, yes. it uh, is. absolutely. And and it, yeah. and it doesn't really
1: have, like, I mean, there's individual sexist assholes in it, as there are of everywhere. Of course, yes. but, of course. But, but as uh, a whole, it is not
2: yeah. a, a cultural thing that has a woman problem. Right,
1: and I think it's another example of there being equal access, equal representation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you go to the world of indie comics, um, mm-hmm. I would definitely say that there's a lot of women creators. I don't think they've yet been... Recognized as being at the top of the indie world, except for in a few, yeah. you
0: know, I mean, I think
1: there's a Gabrielle Bell. It's, offered, and it's and offered
0: incredible <laughs> access. There yeah. does seem to be a glass ceiling. Yes. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like... Uh, as far as recognition. Yeah, um, I
2: feel like when you look at the self-publishers, like you go through Mocha mm-hmm. or something, the self-publishers seem to be equally gender-represented. But even when you just get to that first level of publishers, of who gets the deal with the small, cute indie presses the women start to get filtered out. Well, I wouldn't say yeah, they're being I'm filtered out. So sure I think that. they're definitely yeah. a minority, though. Well, yeah, what, what I'm well, talking I mean, about is
0: the critical attention, critical filtered down, acclaim. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, the um, st-
2: critical who? claim and attention typically comes to people once they get published by somebody, even if it's someone well, relatively further but down But, you know, the line. I
1: would like to point out that yeah. this is a... I, and I think let's just be clear on mm-hmm. what we're talking about with indie comics I mean we're talking about the classic Fantagraphics yes. Drawn and yes, Quarterly absolutely. Top Shelf you know on yes. down to the Micro Presses yes. the Kuyama yes. Press and, and all of that so that's the that's world we're, ta- the, we're talking the about world the world yeah. SBX, and, and Mocha right. and okay. that okay. th- th- Yeah, let's world. be very clear because yeah. I think this is a, an interesting example of uh, I, and Calvin I think a glass ceiling is exactly the s- yes. best way to put it and also I think historical, the kind of historical short sightedness which I find the most annoying is that This indie ceiling has existed right since the beginning, and if you look at the dawn of underground comics, which really are what kicked this off in the United States, it's an absolutely perfect example. It's
0: right there. It's right right there. It's
1: absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there were women cartoonists at the time, and you know, this was a time of of when feminism, when Mm -hmm. you know, women's liberation were really uh, blossoming and huge. This is a huge social force, and yet women after women has like these horror stories. In fact, the way Trina Robbins was treated at that time was um you know devastating to her and and i mean she's spent her the entire rest of her career you know proving that that there are women in comics by by so many different means um and you know i pointed this out the other day too there were women's underground comics such as women's comics oh, yeah. uh, which is an anthology and um there's one called tits and clits and i mean there was a lot of women doing this stuff and if you look at these anthologies the women who were working in them were amazing i mean as you know phoebe gluckner and carol yes. tyler and um, you know, Dory Seda and uh, you know, people who have gone on to be very acclaimed and yet no one, you know, they were uh, they were laughed at. I mean, I can tell you for a fact because I was there that people laughed at women's comics. So if you look at the next level uh of, you know, indie giants, I mean obviously we had uh, you know, Fanagraphics was really the the um but I mean, you know, it's accepted that Daniel Klaus and um you know Chris Ware although he came later but you know yeah. the Hernandez brothers and everyone you know are the greats and, and people were always like where are the women and when it first started there was women cartoonists like Mary Fleeter and Roberta Gregory who were absolutely great oh, yeah. cartoonists and absolutely. yet no one ever talks about them anymore yeah. well and
2: and furthermore I mean I'm, I'm gonna be kind of honest a lot of the underground comic stuff like as a woman they kind of turn me off mm-hmm. I mean they remind me of like the like oh we're so edgy literature from that time where well, I mean it's, someone it's, who it's,
0: was living that time those comics, I have to say those comics were absolutely phenomenal and transforming no, no, mm-hmm. they were so different they they made you know this creates this they created a whole other world now what a whole other world of thinking about comics but I have to say this the women were left out, and yeah. there were fabulous women in them. Now, I understand, you may not have, looking back, maybe maybe they weren't all of the same kind no, of... That's not what I'm saying. A lot
1: of them were misogynist as hell. Absolutely. Well, particularly saying. the men's just, comics, absolutely. Yes. This is just no question. Yes, just no, like, you're right. You know, uh, uh, was, they were. There was an article they that were were totally came out misogynist. about no. mid-century misogyny. No. No. Yes, yes, house,
0: yes, yes, I read that one. I defaulted yeah. to male defensiveness there, but you're absolutely right.
2: I'm not talking about underground comics as a whole. I'm just saying that there was that the men who were very talented y- you're right. creating very brilliant <laughs> things but were misogynist at the time No, it was it was like heresy to say anything bad about them or these comics because they're the but
0: great which I'm, which I'm illustrating for Can, you again. and you but. have actually
1: just <laughs> illustrated something that i call the the exclusion myth i mean i hope i'm sure there's a better word for it but but it seems like whenever we get talking about this men jump in and say but you can't not include michelangelo you know, it's like, oh, we're going to put, you know, Brenda Starr in instead of Michelangelo. It's like, no, we're not taking away anything. Yes, we're yes, trying no, to be additive. Right. And it just, um, <laughs> I mean, this is it, it. It this is the cooties factor. The cooties well, factor. Just those Calvin, you walked right I into walked the right cootie trap.
0: And, I, and <laughs> I admit it. I'm responding because those comics were so important <laughs> to my own development yeah, as a I'm comic. I'm not saying they were. Not saying they should
2: have been. You're
0: absolutely right, and I'm I'm providing an object lesson, actually, in exactly what you're talking about. Well, I mean. It out. I understand. Uh, my understanding became better later on when I actually was able to meet and talk with people like Aline Kaminsky uh, Crumb, mm-hmm. who t- who educated me a lot more about what yeah. th- what well, was being happening. I mean,
2: what I was going to say is that I mean, I think this <laughs> speaks to probably something that fuels a lot of the things we're going to be talking about in this podcast, which is you know people are fans that even that people feel very strongly about either yeah. the art they're creating or the stories they love, and sometimes in trying to defend those stories or that art, they they're so knee jerk defensive of it that that even when not the thing they love is not really being attacked. Right. Yeah, no that you, anything you, you that's even the wider right. category to which their thing belongs, they feel as if it's a personal criticism of themselves on some level and thus React more negatively than they would be right. if it's they had been so. thinking no, about it. I guess, it. <laughs> I guess it's, as
1: if, it's almost as if their masculinity was being challenged a by
2: everything. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, this is—I'm not saying man you're I'm you're terrible. I mean, I'm saying, does, I'm no, saying, no, but, no, both but men a, and women—if you you're a fan of something, you're not always at your most rational when you're talking about mm-hmm. it. And if so, you perceive something as an attack on the thing you love, sometimes you're not as clear thinking as you would be in their other contexts
0: right right so we're uh, going through that five fingers well the i fist. mean
2: yes we are <laughs> yeah. so we
1: but anyway so i think when you're looking at indie comics i think you're still seeing a lot of this this underground uh Kind of the, ancest- the the ancestry of it in the underground, I think, is still being felt. So anyway, moving on, we have the idea of what we call bookstore comics, which are kind of a little nebulous, but mm-hmm. I mean, this is more books that are being published through
2: traditional publishers and... Often they're ascended indies. Yes, yes. Yeah,
0: and, and that's a good way to describe it. When yeah. you talk about people like Fantagraphics and um, and Quarterly, who uh, very early on saw their natural audience as being the bookstore market mm-hmm. and the bookstore strategy... Um, yes they've kind of ascended into this new distribution network and frequently very the people from the direct and, and market and
2: frequently the people who who create for them are people who were cherry picked from the indie right market. but
1: i definitely feel that this is a different kind of audience or a different kind of market it's definitely it's a different definitely audience going more through barnes and noble and yeah and i mean Absolutely. i feel like this is a market where coming from the traditional publishing world which is predominantly female. Yes. You know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, women are read more books. Um, they read more horror books. They certainly read more romance books. But, you know, they, they read, read more books, they period. They read more books, period. But even most genres, they read more, um, more my, books uh, in my general.
0: Co- my colleague, um, uh, Rachel Deal, who, who um, uh, has reported on this, as a matter of fact, cited, she did a story about a year ago, uh, reported on a study that showed about 85% of the new entrances into book publishing are women. Mm-hmm. 85%. Uh, so, book publishing, the trade book industry, offers does offer a different landscape of a different audience a very
2: different landscape different publishing perspective
0: wise. on what's published and uh, and ultimately how you talk about
1: mm-hmm. it i know and i i think what we we're looking at say for a second i mean i think they would be like a publisher that really is coming out of the book world even though but, they have indie roots but but i think they have a different audience than i think on, they're and in fact you know they're they don't even set up at at a mocha you won't find a, for a second set up at mocha or well they might be at Mocha but they're not they they are
0: in fact it's interesting they do go to the indie festivals they don't they
1: don't no they don't actually set up at SPX
0: oh they don't you know they don't Gina's uh, no. is always there. Is there, but she doesn't but they set, don't up. set up. But they, they don't are set at up. TCAF. They yes, set they up a Yes, they are at Mocha, Mocha, which is a local yeah. for
1: yeah. them. But they they don't set up. But anyway, you know, I, I'm for this. I'm going to actually talk about. We just ran this today in our newsletter, which came out, which was oh, yes. our critics poll, yes. uh, uh, where we polled our critics to pick the best graphic novels. And you know, a lot of the PW critics are not comics experts by any stretch of the imagination. You know, they read them and they're they're educated readers mm-hmm. and they're excellent critics. So I, I feel like this represents the reading public in a way. But, um, you know, this list is absolutely jammed with, with female creators. You know, The Property by Rutu Modin, mm-hmm. who I think is really the kind of uh, yeah, model well. of the mm-hmm. female graphic novelist. Um, you know, Carl Speed McNeil, Sarah Ryan are on there. N- Lucy Knisley's Relish. Lucy's, it's a book that's yes. making tons and tons. Um, Julie Moreau, Blues and Warm's Color. Uh anyway, Ali Brosh, Hyperbole and a Half.
2: I mean, this is mm-hmm. probably the best selling domestic graphic novel of the year if yeah. you can call it a graphic novel. I mean, novel. my I, I know somebody who's literally giving every single person on her Christmas list this because she can almost all demographics will enjoy it. Right.
1: Right. And I but anyway, uh I mean there's so many on here. Faith the Aaron Hicks, um you know Uli Loost uh it's it's really a very wide-ranging and yeah. and we've talked about this many times but how you know adaptations of uh novels that are by very popular female novelists yeah. or you know genre novelists such as laurel k hamilton or diana gabaldon i mean these or movies. to be fair
2: yeah. um oh, wrinkle in time um uh, uh,
1: Ligel, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Madeline well, Yes, yes, yes. Well, the adaptation uh, of But uh, Mar- But, you know, I feel like this this segment kind of mirrors the readership at large in a lot of ways. Uh,
0: fun fact, um, Raina Telgemeier, um, if I'm not mistaken, Smile has been on the New York Times bestselling list for 48 weeks straight. Right. And Drama has been on it for 80 weeks straight. Right. Right. Um,
1: well, it's the other way around. Yeah. Oh, am yeah, I? Okay, well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Raina has been yeah. ruling <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the drama, I would love to the see bestseller a, a list.
1: comparison of the sense, sense Smile came out between that and Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Because I think you would find, I mean, Watchmen has a 20-year head start. But I, I think you would find probably an equal number of copies sold. I mean, they're both really great-selling graphic novels. But, um, I mean, I look at the book scan charts and you see tons of female creators on there and a lot of them are going into YA which as we and mm-hmm. children's books which as we know is a huge, a huge growth market. category yes. so I think I think you see a pretty healthy I think you see um commerce without prejudice here if in, it's in that finger yes. Yes. yes because if people are going to buy a book they don't really care if it's green blue red yeah, male blue. female anything and course, in between bookstores don't, also, don't the, care the they they bookstore market
0: care. is kind of everybody I mean you're putting yeah, yeah. your books in front of everybody the direct market can be a little self-selecting it's gotten better mm-hmm. in recent years but I, I think that's what happened and we're not even talking about the online world where you know you've got bigger selection and you can buy your books from your living room so yeah. but the bookstore world is a really interesting environment to think about comics in particularly since 10-15 years ago it didn't exist for comics mm-hmm. and now it's kind of come of age right before our eyes and it's just, uh, there is this diversity, I think, in some ways that we've that we hoped for.
1: Well, if you were to hear, like, imagine the story that Kate told at the top of the show about walking into the store and being treated with, with yeah. um, con- you know, contempt. I mean, can you imagine that happening in a regular
2: bookstore? Well, okay, no, okay. Just... I, I will say, um, having worked at a bookstore, there's a certain amount of contempt, but... Not along gender lines. It's usually usually, <laughs> yes. along All yes, course, like, <laughs> usually along comics people are like usually along economic lines. But yes. um Yeah. But not not gender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah.
0: Very good point. Because
2: you should have seen some of my coworkers when anyone who looked the least bit like, What are you doing in a bookstore came well, right. I,
0: There can be well, a, a breakdown something. between indie bookstores mm-hmm. that see themselves as purveyors of literature and maybe larger stores or chain stores. Where it's you know it's a little more mass market. So
1: you uh, you know I guess what you're saying is what people looked like they were poor. They probably weren't treated too well. Well, if
2: if if they looked like they were poor, or if they looked like they were, or they like they were non-intellectual, yeah, or yeah. you know yeah, right. whatever, whatever, could be a whatever they class weren't break looking for. Yeah, yeah, it was very classist, I'm sure. So, yeah. but but still, you yeah. know, but still, it's it's a different thing. It's yes. not it's a different. A, it's not a gender issue yeah. in
0: bookstores. So another finger on the uh, on the fist there. I
2: Tune in tomorrow for part two of our Women, Men, and Comics podcast.